You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to another Astros podcast. And greetings from Fit Team Ballpark of the Palm Beaches in West Palm Beach, Florida, where today the Houston Astros take on the Washington Nationals in Grapefruit League action. Yesterday, the Astros beat the Mets 8-7 in Port St. Lucie. Justin Verlander allowed a run and struck out four over three three innings. A.J. Reed and Derek Fisher each hit solo home runs. Astros now 4-3-2 this spring. It's time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros, Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Garrett Cole's on the mound for the Astros today, making his second outing of the spring. Went one inning in his first outing, which was by design, obviously expected to go a few innings today. Yeah, they'd like to, him to pitch three innings today. He's working on a couple of things in his backfield work. He's working on some mechanical issues, also trying to refine his changeup and slider. Wants to get on the mound today, though, and not think about anything he's been working on, especially mechanically. Meanwhile, Anibal Sanchez getting the ball today for the Nationals, and he resurrected his career last year with Atlanta and got a two-year deal with the Nationals as a result. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, the way his uh, career was trending those last four years with the Detroit Tigers, you thought he's probably on his way out of baseball, but uh, decided not to try to throw as hard anymore. Said, you know what, if I locate and I use my changeup more effectively, I don't have to try to throw as hard. I hit my spots better, and he had much more success. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, the Astros taking on the Nationals. They're, they're complex mates. have seen quite a bit of them and should be a, another pretty good pitching matchup. Seems like we say that every day with the Astros starter and who the Astros are going up against. Yeah, and the Astros have seen plenty of velocity in the last few days. They've seen Syndergaard twice, and they've seen DeGrom. So they've seen plenty of velocity. So to see a pitcher like Sanchez sometimes is is welcome. That, that way you can you know not try to worry about trying to be too quick to somebody's fastball, get out there and just try to slug it, maybe go the other way more. Up next, we'll hear from Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager Jeff Luno, as we do every Sunday, but now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Astros uh, President of Baseball Operations General Manager Jeff Luno. And uh, you look at the way things have gone this spring, and we were just kind of talking about it. Pretty quiet right now, but uh, that's a good thing. The biggest news really is Josh James. Uh, out of the uh, fifth starter race because of the the quad injury, still could make the team on opening day as a as a reliever. But you went into camp knowing that you'd have a few different options for that fifth spot. We did, and we always thought Josh James might be better suited to start the year in the bullpen anyway. So he's still in the competition for that. I saw him throwing this morning. He looks good. He feels good. So he'll be he'll be able to get in some games. And if we need him in the rotation later in the season, I, he certainly uh, would be capable of doing that. But you know, Framber and all the young guys, uh, we've got a lot of different choices for that fifth spot, Peacock. So uh, it's going to be still going to be a pretty fun competition. You mentioned Brad Peacock. He's a guy everybody just seems to forget about. He just he kind of just blends in, just 
chugs along, does whatever he's asked to do, but he's been one of the better relievers for the Astros the last couple of years and obviously has quite a bit of starting experience. He does. He's sort of like the Maytag man. You don't think yeah. about him, but he's because he's not doing anything wrong. He just helps out wherever we're asking him to help out. And I think he's a guy that's fully capable of being in our rotation and as well as, you know, that slider has made him so effective in the bullpen. But um, we'll have to see how it plays out because I think right now there's a pretty good chance that we're going to give him a long look at the rotation spot and he might earn it. And speaking of the rotation, I mean, obviously, Colin McHugh moving back into the rotation and getting stretched out again, and he's been a starter most of his professional career and a very good starter since coming over to the Astros. But uh, there's is there a little more to going back into the rotation after spending the previous year working out of the bullpen in shorter stints like he did? I think we have to be careful because uh, you know we want to keep him healthy and make sure he's healthy for the rest of his career. And when you go from a lot of innings, the you know the years where he won 19 games and and was a core starter for us, to a year where he was in the bullpen throwing hard and getting high leverage outs, and now asking him back in the rotation, that's that's a tough thing physically for any player to do, any athlete. Uh, so we're going to have to manage it carefully. You know, he came out of the game the other day with a little bit of soreness, but we think that's something that's going to be, and it wasn't arm soreness. It was. Um, it's something that he's had before that he usually comes back from. So we're going to have to manage it pretty carefully. But I think uh, he's he's certainly up for the challenge, and we know how good he is when he's when he's a full time starter. How good was it uh, yesterday to see Alex Bregman finally get some action playing at third base, coming back from the elbow surgery he had in January, and also to see Jose Altuve in the field for the first time since uh, having his knee surgery. Of course, had been DHing before that. Yeah, it was great. I mean, we know Alex is going to be a key part of this team this year, and. Uh, there's a little bit of a blessing in disguise, the fact that he got off to a late start because of the surgery, because <clears throat> we know how hard he works, and he would be out there asking for more at-bats and asking to play every game. But uh, it's good to have him out there. It's good to have Jose Fielding out there. They're both getting comfortable. Correa, the same thing. And with those three players in our infield uh, healthy and playing well, uh, we're going to be a really tough team to beat. And you mentioned Carlos Correa, and we've seen him start to get some at-bats. A.J. played him two days in a row to help him get into a little bit of a rhythm offensively, and he's hitting the ball like the Carlos Correa we're used to seeing, which wasn't the Carlos Correa we saw all the time in 2008, 2018. It's true. Uh, last year, I think because of his issues health-wise, he wasn't driving the ball and wasn't using the whole field, but he's in the gym every day. I see him there every morning working out, and we see on the field now he looks really comfortable and at the plate especially. So I'm expecting a big year from Carlos Correa. You know, there are obviously some big contracts that have been signed lately, free agency. Also have seen some some extensions that have been handed out over this offseason, as you do every offseason. And certainly some guys, I'd imagine, are extension candidates on this Astros team. Without, I know you don't want to necessarily get into specifics, but how does that process usually work with an extension? Is it usually the agent or the player that comes to the team first, or is it vice versa? Well, my experience is if the player isn't uh, asking for an extension or want an extension, it's not going to happen. Agents usually make their money by taking their players to free agency, and that's usually their inclination. But typically, we do touch base with our players, and we find out how interested they might be. And if they express interest, then then we have a conversation. But we try and do it outside of the media, uh, outside of the limelight. And and sometimes things get done like they did last year with uh, Altuve, but... You know, sometimes they don't. The good news is that with our 
young players, our position players at least, um, they're, they're here for a while. I mean, Springer's got two more years, Correa's got three, Bregman's got four, and Altuve's already signed. So in, in general, we're in pretty good shape with those guys. Jeff Luno, Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Robert. Hey, Astros fans, spring training is here and on MLB.tv. Watch select spring training games live on your favorite supported devices. Blackout and other restrictions apply for regular season games. Visit MLB.tv for details. Mets lead the Astros 6-5, to five, bottom of the sixth inning. Dario Pisano will lead it off against Forrest Whitley in his second inning of work. And we're pleased to be joined by Brian McTaggart, Astros beat writer for MLB.com. First pitch, Pisano lifts this one out into left center field. To his right is Dawson. Center fielder waiting for it makes the catch. Dawson in center now and Tucker, Kyle Tucker in right. So, Brian, you got a chance to hear from Justin Verlander after his three innings, giving up just the home run to, to Michael Conforto. Verlander pretty pleased? Yeah, really pleased. Of course, threw a lot of strikes. Uh, he was happy with his command, pitch selection. He talked a lot about working, working with Robinson Chirinos. Um, and he says even though he calls his own game, that uh, you know they weren't always on the same page, but that's just part of, uh, I guess, working with a new catcher. He liked the changeup. He said he got a couple of strikeouts with the, the changeup to right-handers. Um, velocity, you know, a tick, tick down from, you know, where he'll be eventually. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he was pretty pleased. Overall, looks really sharp. He said he checked off a lot of boxes today. All right, get out of here. Beat it. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> First pitch strike to J.D. Davis on a, a fastball. That's great. I mean, we, we noticed the changeup in particular. We saw that in his last outing, too. Yeah. But the effectiveness of the changeup was a notch better even from the last outing. Yeah, and the fact he threw three in a row at one point. I mean, I don't know if he'll ever do that in a regular season game, but – um, you know, it's kind of there. I mean, it's, and that's just uh, another another weapon he, weapon that he has in there. But I mean, he looked really good, didn't he? I mean, he did. <laughs> he even said the home run was uh, not a well executed pitch, but he's like, it probably wasn't hit that well, and it might not have been out at Minute Maid Park with with no wind and you right. know uh, a second deck out there in right field. On the inside corner for strike three with the fastball. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night for JD Davis. That's the first strikeout for Whitley, and there are two outs. Right, I just think when you're talking about some of the best pitchers who pitch for a long time, they're always looking for ways to get better. And Verlander, to pick up this changeup and feel really good about it, maybe going into this season, you know, it's going to make things really difficult for opposing batters. Yeah, and that's what amazes me about a lot of guys, but a guy like Verlander, Hall of Fame resume at the top of his game. You would think if it's not broke, don't fix yeah. it. Yeah, and he's, here he is, you know, trying to work on this other pitch at 36 years old right um yeah you just have to I mean that's why he is who he is he's always looking for an edge always looking to get better and he wants to play another nine years so he's going to have to keep uh adapting and, and getting better and it, it looks like he's doing that with the changeup. pitch misses high to espinoza it's a 1-1 count and the one thing that i keep noticing these guys in their bullpen work is they're looking to perfect their mechanics to take the stress off of their arms they're looking for new ways to to, to learn how to decelerate and things like that yeah, we've heard that a few times this spring, decelerate, especially with Whitley and his mechanics, and he's been really working hard on that kind of stuff. And it seems to me like 15 years ago you watched the bullpens. Of course, there were no cameras, no uh, n none of the Rapsido Rapsido and, and that yep. stuff. It was just guys out there throwing their pitches and um, instant I mean, feedback. I mean, they're yeah. looking at they're now looking at iPads yeah. after every, every third yeah. pitch. It's it's really unbelievable. 2-1, Espinosa tried to hold on the swing, but grounds it to the right side. Fielded by Jane Jones, who flips it in time to get the runner at first with Whitley covering, and it's a 1-2-3 inning. O'Brien well, McTaggart, thank you so much for stopping by and for all your insights. 
Sure. Thank you. Uh, top of the fourth inning at Port St. Lucie. It's the Astros one and the Mets one. New pitcher for New York is Justin Wilson, the lefty. He's a veteran, 31 years old, spent most of the last two years with the Chicago Cubs. A couple years before that with the Tigers. He's been with the Yankees, mostly with the Pirates, 2012, 13, and 14. And had 13 saves with the Tigers back in 2017. I hear the name Justin Wilson. I always think about this show on PBS. Maybe 25, 30 years ago, there was a Cajun chef named Justin Wilson. Was that the name of that chef? I remember that show. Yeah. So he'll face A.J. Reed to lead things off here in the top of the fourth. The Astros still looking for their first hit. They've drawn five walks. A.J. Reed stands in. Three infielders on the right. Wilson delivers the first pitch and misses outside with the fastball. You know, on Monday, A.J. Reed and a few of his Astros teammates went bowling. They did? And what do you think was A.J. Reed's best game? They played four games. 2-11. 1-0. Well, hit well to right field, backing up on his Conforto. He's on the warning track now. He'll watch it, and it reaches the outfield berm for a home run for A.J. Reed on a really high hit ball to right center field, and Reed unties the score with that blast. That's good to see left on left. Reed's first hit of the spring. Had been 0 for 12 before that. But yeah, A.J. Reed, other day, bowled a 255. What? And his other three games bowled in the two teens, like 218, 217, around there. What a freak. He's a tremendous bowler, apparently. Here's a Ledmes Diaz. Misses inside. That trip around the diamond is sponsored by Daniels Jewelers for every Astros home run. Daniels Jewelers gives listeners a free $50 gift card toward any fine jewelry purchase of $99 or more. Go to any Daniels Jewelers and say home run. Daniels Jewelers making diamond dreams come true since 1948. Swinging through that one is Diaz. Makes the count one and one. That's Those are crazy bowling scores. Mm-hmm. There's a strike on the inside corner, one and two. So when I found this out, I asked Reed, I'm like, so did you did you bring did you have your own ball? He's like, Yeah, he's like he was like, Yeah, but I, I didn't have my spare ball here. So oh he's got the two balls. So yeah. one soft and one hard. Right. But he only had one of them here. One two is just low, two and two. So I guess that's what they do in Indiana in the winter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, AJ was saying he might try and uh, join a league next offseason down in Terre Haute, Indiana, where he's from. Huh. Here's a two two. Missed upstairs, it's three and two. But he had two fifty-five. And I know you're a pretty good bowler. What what's the what's the highest you've you've gotten? I don't even want to say. Not as good as two fifty-five? That's what you're saying? It's better. Better? Yep. Three two. Swing and a miss at a high one. Diaz goes down on strikes and there's one away. Two eighty? Um, I really don't want to say to be honest. <laughs> Here's Derek Fisher. Not a perfect game though. Yeah. Perfect game. Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Learn something new every day. Here's Fisher now. He grinded out his last time up. There's something to be said to have your own ball. And my cousin gave me a ball that, you know, I got fitted, and that, that helps out a lot. Yeah. First pitch fastball catches the outside corner. I've never had my own bowling ball. Right. But I've always heard from people that, like, when you go from using the balls at the lanes to having your own, it's it's just a tremendous difference. Fisher takes one low and away. 
The Astros lead two to one. We're in the top of the fourth. You know, AJ Hinch loves to bowl. Does he? Yeah, he uh, kind of picked it up. Uh, his teammate was Tom Candiotti, and he was a big bowler. And he got AJ to start bowling. Here's one-one. Off-speed pitch misses low and away. It's two and one. What is it about knuckleball pitchers being good bowlers? I don't know. Is that a thing? Maybe just kind of. It's kind of a non-athletic move. Maybe <laughs> that's part of it. Maybe it's just the untucked shirt. There you go. I always think of Fred Flintstone when I think of bowling. Remember the little twinkle toe thing he had? Fisher crushes one to right field. This ball is way, way out of here as Fisher, the second lefty, to take Justin Wilson deep and put the Astros up 3-1. to one. That was a blast. Sure was. There are three flagpoles that are a good, I'd say, 20 feet beyond the outfield fence, and that's about where Fisher hit that. Golly. The Houston Astros Radio Network. That ball is gone. Steve Sparks, Robert Ford. And you can kiss it goodbye. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network.